This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, November 16th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who may have just decided what his first tattoo will be, Jerem Jordan. Well, that would be uh, the Autobot logo, but that's another day. Uh, at Utah Forest, if Zach Wilson forgoes a first-round NFL draft selection to return to BYU for a senior year and beats the Utes at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I will get a tattoo of him and also name my first child Wilson. <laughs> it's quite the commitment. I believe that this is a Utah fan, I, I assume. So, um yeah, that's or maybe it's a BYU fan. I, I can't tell. But that would be funny. Ain't no way Zach Wilson coming back. He gone. First round, great. He gone. Don't See. mess around with tattoos, however, because uh, in the history of BYU Sports Nation, at one point we had a fan, at least, I don't know if it was permanent. We're not but, exactly sure, yeah. But maybe for a few weeks, tattoo a picture of me in the blue goggles on his lower back after uh, BYU what a, what a placement. beat Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. At BYU 2 NFL? Is yes. That the- Handle? Yes. Can we get an update on that? Yeah. That- we need to, do we want to follow up on that? It's still there? <laughs> I don't know that we do want to follow Someone up on that. Someone put their face there. That's cool for you. Woo! While you think about that, here's your Monday show lineup. I promise it'll get better than that. Let's what did so. we learn about BYU football's national status following a mid-November bye week? It's mid-November BYU is ranked in the top 10. We have another Maddich Monday with ESPN's Trevor Maddich. What is a realistic ceiling for Zach Wilson in the current Heisman race? And would he be a good fit for the NFL team Trevor covers? Plus, a defection from the Utah fan base to BYU and which New Year's Six Bowls BYU is currently projected in. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. After a bye week, BYU stays at number eight in both national polls. We're eight days out from the first college football playoff top 25 ranking, the one that really matters for bowl season. Five of the top eight didn't play, by the way, over the weekend, a few COVID cancellations or postponements, depending on how you look at it. This week, BYU plays one of its two games remaining with North Alabama coming to town live on BYU TV. Cougars open as a 47.5 point favorite. Wow. That's uh, quite the spread. BYU junior quarterback Zach Wilson named one of the top 15 candidates for the 2020 Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Zach Wilson has thrown for 2,512 yards this season. That's just under a mile and a half. He's number one on his jersey and number one in scoring. He's responsible for more points than any other player in the country, 184 between passing and And rushing. He's number one in rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks with eight and number four in the country with 22 passing TDs. The Golden Arm Award Selection Committee will narrow down the watch list to five players over the next few weeks and will announce a winner on December 21st. Heisman finalists will be announced Christmas Eve and presented virtually on January 5th. That's moved back. Originally, the Heisman ceremony was going to be December 12th. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but BYU plays a game that day. Another teams play games that day. Uh, Ty Detmer did win the Heisman the day BYU played Hawaii and lost to Hawaii. But uh, yeah, let's let's see if uh, Zach Wilson can be a finalist. Do you concur with pushing this back? Yeah. I concur as well. Yeah. Why, why would you do it mid-season? It makes, makes no, no sense. sense. Let's go Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill with an increased role due to a Drew Brees injury. Rushed for 45 yards against Fred Warner and San Francisco in a Saints 27-13 win 
against the 49ers. Warner had five tackles in the loss. Jamal Williams rushed for 30 yards, caught 25 yards worth of receiving in a 24-20 Green Bay win against Jacksonville. Michael Davis had five tackles against Kyle Van Noy and the Dolphins in a 29-21 loss to Miami. Van Noy injured his hip in the first half, had to leave the game early. His availability moving forward is questionable. Also on the former BYU linebacker beat, Sione Takitaki had three tackles in a hard-fought 10-7 Cleveland Brown wins. Cleveland Browns win rather against Houston. This morning, the NCAA announces March Madness will be held in a single location to be determined. I believe this was the men only, not the women. I, I, I'm not exactly sure on the women's side of it, but the men at least in a single geographic location. Indianapolis is uh, projected to potentially be the site. We will postulate as to what this means for BYU and others coming up later. A change of seating and location. Joe Lenardi, ESPN's bracketologist, put that out and said, hey, this this might actually allow the committee to hold true to their 1 through 68 seating rather than having to place them in locations. actually neutral. The Big Ten sits around that. If there are no fans. If it was in Salt Lake, I'd feel better. Would you? Even if there are no fans? We'll discuss coming up. Yeah, okay. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Eight is still great. BYU football holding firm in the national polls, number eight in the AP poll, number eight in the coaches poll, after a week off. Jerem, what did we learn about BYU's spot in the national college football conversation following a bye week? We learned that uh, when other teams don't play, that's a good thing for BYU. Uh, there can't be reasons for BYU to slide down. And those reasons would be that teams behind BYU do things that BYU hasn't done, which is play meaningful games and win, right, um, in a couple of weeks. So, look, if Indiana beats Ohio State this week, Not they, happening. they will jump over BYU. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Wisconsin, if they continue to win as well, and they play Indiana in a couple of weeks too, let's say Indiana's only loss is to Ohio State for a couple of weeks, that will be a big game to determine where BYU sits as well. I'm not sure there's a lot of space to move up, right? BYU's going to need some chaos at the end of the season. Clemson or Notre Dame will lose at least one more time, you would think, unless, uh, if both survive until the ACC championship game. Miami knocking on that door, by the way. Their only loss is to Clemson. So, yeah, I... I BYU has uh, bye weeks in three of the next five weeks. It will have been four and six weeks total. It was good that BYU didn't slide down, at least in the polls, right? And in fact, in the uh, uh, playoff uh, chance to make the playoff, they actually got better, which yeah. is their stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU went from 23 to 25% to make the playoff. So now it's a clean one in four chance. So uh, that happened. And then BYU was discussed. Uh, Zach Wilson was discussed by Re- Reginald Bush on uh, Fox uh, in the pregame about an eight-team uh, eight playoff to discussed. And in the Heisman Club, he continues to be conversed about. I'm not worried about the first bye week, though. What I am worried about is like the third or fourth. Okay. December 19th. 5th. Yeah. Um, December 5th. December 19th. Um, hopefully BYU be all right. What what? BYU will have going for it that will be unique among most teams in the NCAA is that donut in the lost column. That's the most important thing BYU can do. We send out the rootables every Friday, meaning, hey, which teams need to lose so that BYU can gain more respect or move up in the polls. Not one of those went in BYU's favor. I don't think one went in in favor of BYU. So I wondered. Well, several did. They didn't play. That helped. Wisconsin 
playing so well and Indiana continuing to play well, I thought maybe BYU gets leapfrogged. They didn't. So all of the forces... The COVID games play a role here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. The team's let's, not let's playing. Let's acknowledge that. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. team's not playing, and we did on Friday. We said that it's, it's helping BYU. We, in fact, we discussed it at length on Friday. We said uh, the fact that all of these teams are not playing should help BYU. But I was hoping that something would... A domino would fall in terms of one of the rootables where a game was actually played that would go in BYU's favor. It didn't. So I thought, ah, oh, maybe they slide to number nine. Yeah. And this is the first of a six-week period we're talking about. The beginning is probably the easiest, right? Later in December, that's when it will be a little trickier, right? If people are doing good things, BYU's stock isn't going to go down per se of its own volition. It will go down because other stock has risen. Or fallen. Does that make sense? But how much it's cannibalism out of BYU's happens? control to how, a great degree. So I, I looked at. I spent a good deal of time yesterday looking at the future schedules and the, the opponents for all of the teams that are ranked right above BYU and right below BYU, and several of them play each other or are in tough scenarios. So where does I feel like BYU is going to get maybe bounced around a little bit, but ultimately they'll end up somewhere in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. Of the AP poll. No, 10 isn't the issue. The college yeah. football playoff poll is the one that matters most. And right. BYU still needs several dominoes to fall in their favor to really have a, a legitimate sniff at getting into that fourth spot. It, they would need miraculous means. Right, and I, I'm not banking on it. That's why I've not entered that dialogue at all. Honestly, they need Notre Dame to get to the ACC title game and beat Clemson again so that Clemson is a two-loss team. They would need Ohio State and Alabama to win out. They would need Texas A&M and Florida to lose and Cincinnati to lose to UCF. And Wisconsin's got to struggle against somebody as well. Ohio State and, and uh, Alabama could still make the playoff with one loss. Like, they might not need to lose twice, right? So uh, those teams have so much credibility, they're going to they're gonna get a shot. Like, if Ohio State and Indiana are sitting there with one loss each and the Ohio State loss wasn't to Indiana – Ohio State's going to get the that, nod, you yeah, think, Yeah, right? that's, why, that's why BYU needs Ohio State to just win out. Right, just make it clear, yeah. I, although, playoff, whatever. I just want BYU to make a New Year's Six. Like, there, there'll be a little bit of cast. Think, if Oregon gets, if Oregon's undefeated, they will climb up high. Will they go past BYU? I'm thinking they probably would. I'm thinking they probably would. With the record of, they hope, 7-0? Yeah. The way the things are going in the Pac-12, it might be 5-0 and or 6-0. and <laughs> Yeah, well... It's not Utah <laughs> playing. It's Oregon so far so good. Um, yeah, and then and Florida's sneaky. Texas A&M's sneaky, right? Florida has a chance to, to uh, continue to stay above BYU if they went out and then win the SEC. And if there are two – like, I believe BYU will be ahead of the two lost Power 5 teams. I think it's the one lost Power 5 teams that are the issue, and, of course, the undefeateds. It's, that, that's the question. You need more two lost Power 5s if you're going to actually make a run of the playoff. So Florida – We'll probably have to play Alabama again. And You'd think. I think we'll lose that game. So there's two losses yeah. for Florida. Texas A&M still has to go on the road to Auburn, and they've looked a little shaky in some of their bigger games. They, but they've won them all, to their credit. Auburn's, Auburn's – But it's at Auburn. I'm saying it's a chance for them to stumble, you know who has a, fall up. You know who has a better winning percentage since 1990 in the state of Alabama? North Alabama mm. over Auburn. Live on BYU how about, TV. How about Saturday. that? How about that? Then UCF and Cincinnati this weekend is very, yeah, very big interesting. It, it'd be nice if Cincinnati got out of BYU's way. Because if is the only non-Power 5 sitting there undefeated, oh, 
BYU could lock up a New Year's Six this weekend. What about Liberty and Coastal Carolina and Marshall? They're all undefeated non-power fives. Who? <laughs> they're not. They're not in the top ten conversation. No. Like Marshall, if they're undefeated, they'll be just outside that. You know what I mean? Coastal Carolina, nah. Liberty, nah. Again, it's a schedule thing. It's a performance thing, but it's also a program prestige thing. It is. What BYU's BYU's eight and zero compared to Liberty's eight and zero is not like vastly different on the surface. But what it is different in is the way that BYU's played. Because, and because Liberty has a Power 5 win. BYU has a ranked win right. on the road. Liberty's but like, beaten, but like, they're squeaking by teams. But like, yeah, 28-7 to North Alabama. BYU's crushing fools, right? Average, Western Kentucky, 7-point win. Average score is a million to zero or whatever it is. What is it, 45-14 or whatever. The way BYU's playing is really impressive. And it, I'm telling you, it's, these aren't computer numbers. These are... Humans voting. So they, BYU has a brand association. They just do. They're not a startup like Liberty. They're not a startup like Coastal Carolina. Marshall hasn't been this good since, what, 98? Chad whatever. Pennington. You know what I mean? So BYU, if, when BYU is good, they're at the forefront of the conversation. It always happens. The national brand is there. BYU holding firm at number eight. And I think based on the teams that are bound to lose in the future, just based on Power five matchups that uh, the Cougars will remain somewhere around number eight. Yeah, it's not, they're not going to climb much more, I don't think. Our question of the day. Did BYU's spot in the national college football conversation increase in favor or decrease after the bye week? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Dan Smith for BYU Answers <laughs> on Twitter. I just think of... Neil Powell and the Dan Smiths. And the Dan Smith. These tweets increase because a lot of teams behind BYU won and didn't pass BYU in the rankings. This shows that the country still has a lot of respect for BYU even when they don't play. The question is, Jerem, once later, BYU yeah. does not play for a couple of weeks in a row, have no game on November 28th, no game on December 5th, and you got to wait till December 12th. And December 19th. How, how much does the country think about BYU in those weeks. Right. Wisconsin and Oregon are the biggest threats to BYU right now. To surpassing them. To surpass them. Because Indiana, they got to beat Ohio State. They're going to lose to Ohio State. But if they only lose to Ohio State and then they win the rest, they are also a threat to pass BYU at that point. Indiana, crazy. What is this, 1979 Holiday Bowl? (laughs) Coming up, who did the Hail Mary better, DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals or Mitch Matt? And who does Trevor Maddich think would be the perfect mentor for Zach Wilson in the National Football League? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, November 21st, watch BYU football host North Alabama live right here on BYU TV and BYU TV app with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and myself on the traditional broadcast. There will also be a second screen experience stream on the VOA TV app featuring Spencer Linton, David Nixon, Mitch Matthews with commercial-free conversation throughout the game. We're stoked about this. BYU a seven-touchdown favorite, plus a few extra points in there. 
We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. As is custom every Monday, we welcome an ESPN College Football Insider and Analyst, BYU National Champion Trevor Maddich for another Maddich Monday on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, welcome to the program. Happy Monday, my friend. And I want to start with this. It was pretty cool to watch Alex Smith do what he did yesterday for the Washington football team, passing for almost 400 yards. It was. It was the most he's ever passed for. And he did it with a makeshift offensive line and a running game that still isn't working. So that is a wonderful thing, considering that two years ago he had a a gruesome broken leg during a game laying on the field. There was a chance he could lose his leg, a chance he could lose his life. And he fought back not just to get back into the NFL, but to start a game last week. And he will continue to be their starter, I think, and to have the best game of his career. So that is a wonderful, wonderful story that continues with Alex Smith. Yeah, you you cover the Washington football team, hence the uh, coverage of that. We don't just bring up random mutes for no reason, but a great story with Alex Smith. Let's talk about BYU okay, and Nash. Random mutes can be fun. Yeah, <laughs> random mutes. It's a segment that we're going to yeah. uh, do starting yeah. uh, tomorrow. Uh, BYU and the national conversation. Some of the fear in the last six weeks from uh, with BYU is, okay, will they stay in the, in the conversation by only playing two games? Now, there were several cancellations of notable games. Only five of the well, five of the top eight teams didn't even play. If you just seem to maintain where they were, not only in the rankings but in the conversation, what did you learn about where BYU fits in spite of a bye? You know, I learned that the respect holds. It's not just a matter of a team. Like take Liberty, for example. Liberty is 8-0. They are doing a great job. It's a fantastic story. They went on the road and beat a really tough Virginia Tech team a week or two ago. And Liberty's not getting the respect that BYU is. And it's no, nothing against Liberty. I'm just talking about the difference in the way I think people around the country, and especially voters in the AP poll, see what the Cougars are doing and the way they anticipate they will match up against other teams that are highly ranked. That's why they're up there at number eight. It is the respect and the understanding of the way football is played and the way this team plays it. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU Cougars, a 47-and-a-half-point favorite against North Alabama. Trevor, are you in on 47-and-a-half for BYU against the Lions? Well, you know, I, I think that's a lot of points. Uh, not that BYU isn't that much better. I mean, the Lions aren't doing very well this year. They've only played three games, I believe. They're trying to cobble together a season much like BYU has. And so this is no disrespect to them. Just to say that I I think BYU will most likely come out with a roar and then pull their starters back. Really, this game, it won't impress anybody. If they put 100 points on North Alabama, it would just make people mad at it, right? If they put 50 points on them, people would say, okay, If they beat them by three touchdowns, nobody's going to think BYU isn't as good as they thought. I think the main idea in this game is to get the starters to break a sweat, the starters to maintain their rhythm, because now rhythm's going to be important because they'll only have one game left after this, and then get them off the field so that they're not hurt. That's what I think will happen. That's why 47 seems like a lot. Trevor, we're eight days away from the first college football playoff ranking, which is the one that will matter. Five weeks left in the season. BYU is going to play twice. Let's update a conversation we've had several times. Do you feel like at this point, BYU needs to add a game, or will they be okay in a pursuit of a New Year's Six? I think in a pursuit of a New Year's Six, they'll be pretty good. Now, they have to beat North Alabama. I think they will. Then that San Diego State game is extremely tricky. They would need to win that game and look good, and I think it would be a very good chance 
they would be in the New Year's Six. Not guaranteed, but very good chance. I think the, the committee understands that they're supposed to have the, the 12 best teams, right? But there's also this notion of in this COVID um, era, which team is going to draw the most eyeballs to the TV broadcast because you're not going to be able to fill the stadium. And BYU is one of those teams that has a built-in audience, not just in the United States, but worldwide, both in members of the church and also in people that have grown up with BYU football and have identified it as a really exciting brand of football. When that Y on that helmet rolls out onto the field, they know whether they're a Cougar or not, they know it's something fun is going to happen. So I think that's one of the reasons there might be a benefit of the doubt towards them if they, if they went out towards the New Year's Six. Playoff is a different issue. But right now, I think New Year's Six is definitely within their reach. Trevor, much has been discussed about the almost three-week layoff for BYU football after they play North Alabama and then will take on San Diego State on December 12th. Are you of the opinion that if games pop up, availability within the Pac-12 specifically, we saw Colorado's athletic director saying, we'll do anything we can to play games. We know Arizona State's having some serious problems. Utah hasn't even stepped on the field. Are you in favor of BYU because of – the locale, based on uh, where they fit uh, with Pac-12 teams, going out and getting teams like that to add another game to the schedule. I am absolutely in favor of it, and I would guess that the BYU administration is as well. I think the problem would be the Pac-12 conference and their bylaws. In the Big Ten, Nebraska tried to do that. They had a game canceled because of COVID from their opponent. So Nebraska scheduled a game or lined up a game with Chattanooga, Tennessee Chattanooga. So they could at least play that week. And the Big Ten said, nope, you're not going to do it. It's conference games only. Now, the question will be, what will the Pac-12 want to do about that? I know they're extremely sensitive to the fact that COVID is out there at all, much less now adding to it that they've had a bunch of games canceled and they've had COVID issues. And one of their most beloved head coaches, Herm Edwards of Arizona State, announced that he was COVID positive. So these are all things that really make people want to take the most cautious road. And if they have a team have a game canceled, but that team is healthy, to schedule another game with another team might be a bridge too far for some of the decision makers. I hope not. I hope that they would allow it, but I don't know that it will. If they do, I think BYU would go anywhere and play anybody. For goodness sake, Ohio State and Alabama had their games canceled last week because their opponents had COVID issues. I, I think BYU would have gone to either one of those places, Columbus or Tuscaloosa, and played them without any game planning if they had the opportunity. But, again, the conferences have a lot to say about it. Yeah, and it would have blown up the New Year's Six opportunity probably, right? If you want to get in the playoff, well, I guess schedule something. But- no, but, it might have, but, but Jeremy might have put them in the playoff. Right, it, and if BYU <laughs> beats Alabama, they deserve to be in the playoff. Absolutely, uh, right. but but well, that's listen, a different not, that's a different they're, they're topic. No, they're no fillet of fish sandwich. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> nice reference to the summer. Let's talk about Zach Wilson and the uh, Heisman campaign. Is the is the peak for him being a finalist? Because it feels like it's going to be tough for a non Power Five player to win a Heisman in the modern era. If he is a finalist, is that the peak? I think right now that is the most reasonable ceiling this year, not because of his play, but because of the way the schedule turned out. And I don't think it's because he's not a power five player. I think it's because the the schedule was completely reworked after COVID. If he had had the slate of power five opponents that were on the original schedule, then he would have a much better chance of reaching the very top. But because of the schedule, I think voters might be reticent about that. Another problem is that the top front runners are playing, you know, 
other schedules. I mean, you've got Alabama, Mac Jones quarterback, and they are likely to win the SEC, certainly to get to the SEC championship and face the Florida quarterback, Kyle Trask, who I think should be the front runner right now. And the winner of that game may end up being the Heisman Trophy winner. Then you've got Trevor Lawrence, who's been respected for years out at Clemson, and Justin Fields, who only has three games in so far. But he is also highly respected. And I think there's so much oxygen uh, sucked up by the conversation about those guys that you need something special to break in. And right now, the special means a Heisman moment or many Heisman moments against highly respected opponents. That happened for Zach Wilson at Boise State. That's a highly respected defense, and I think the season will prove out that it is a worthy defense. And he put 51 points on those guys and just had a phenomenal game. Okay, that's one. Now what? That's the problem. And none of that is Zach Wilson's fault. If Zach Wilson were to be in the Heisman consideration tomorrow, say they give out the trophy tomorrow, where would you place him in your Heisman finalist category? I would place him right now, let's see, I'd place him about fourth or fifth, probably fifth. I'd put those other quarterbacks ahead of him right now uh, because of the schedule that they've played and the moments that they've been able to have. The one that's the diciest under that standard is Clemson's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. His biggest opportunity for a massive national showcase Heisman moment was at Notre Dame a few weeks ago. Clemson lost that game in overtime, and Trevor wasn't able to play because of COVID protocols. So now his next big moment will come in the ACC championship game, uh, assuming that they and Notre Dame get there and that he can play. But if he lights up Notre Dame's defense, that will be a moment that would put him definitely in the top four. Then I've got you know Kyle Trask of, of Florida. We've talked about Mac Jones of Alabama, Justin Fields, Ohio State. I think all of those are likely to finish ahead of Zach Wilson, but I don't think they'll finish ahead of him to the degree that Wilson won't be one of the finalists. I think he's got a very, very good chance to be one of the finalists. Now, normally that means you go to New York. This time it means you will zoom in to Bristol because that's what's going to happen with the, with the Heisman ceremony. But once again, this is not a matter of whether or not Zach is talented enough or accomplished enough to be considered a top Heisman contender. And the he most- is a top, I mean, to win it is what I mean. It's all about how the schedule has conspired against him the most prestigious college football Zoom conference ever. Trevor, I do want to ask you, because we mentioned you cover the Washington football team, Zach Wilson was projected by Yahoo Sports lead NFL draft analyst Eric Edholm as the number five pick overall on this year's NFL draft going to the Washington football team. Would Zach Wilson be a good fit for your Washington football team? I think he would. He'd be a good fit anywhere because he can do it all. He's got the mobility to be able to bring in the the mobile quarterback playmaking that's important in the NFL these days, especially when you look at guys like Kyle Murray of Arizona, right? So you need that mobility. He's got that mobility. You need a really quick release when you're playing behind the the offensive line that Washington has, because that's a, that's a line that is really struggling right now. You also need a quick release and an understanding of what's happening on the defensive side of the ball. So you can get the ball out quickly because of that offensive line. And because Zach Wilson is known as a, not just a, a, a guy who works out and does the physical work, but a guy who goes far beyond the extra mile to do the mental work, to understand defenses, to understand nuances, and even more important, to understand what to do when things break down. That's important because if everything's going right, it's easy to be a good quarterback. And if the first thing is not right, you go to number two, you go to number three, that's pretty good. What if it's all gone? Then what do you do? Do you have a plan or do you now just react? 
And Zach Wilson seems to have a plan a lot of the times when that happens. These are all reasons that going to a bad team, which he will do if he goes to the top five, it will by definition be a bad team if a good team doesn't trade way up. Trevor Matt, a good fit. you can handle any question, whether it's about a random Utah football player or it's about Zach Wilson's Heisman or BYU in the college football playoff conversation. You do it all, and we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Well, you're very welcome. Let me just say this one thing to praise that random Utah football player. Alex Smith may be the best mentor as a veteran quarterback of young quarterbacks in college in, in the NFL. He mentored uh, Patrick Mahomes at Kansas City, and Mahomes raves about him. It would be an honor for Zach Wilson to learn from that guy. Ooh, there's some fodder there. Thanks for the input, Trevor. Great to talk to you again, man. Okay. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Coming up, bold projections. Who has BYU in the New Year's Six? Who doesn't? And will Zach Wilson, if not to the Washington football team, be the eventual replacement for Jimmy G in San Francisco? I can't believe we're asking all these questions. This is BYU Sports Nation. I don't want to root against him. Come on. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tomorrow night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, the coach, previews the North Alabama game. Dax Milne joins the program, and Deep Blue tells the story of a boy who broke his back as a kid but ended up walking onto the BYU football team Tuesday night, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Espen released an article ranking Zach Wilson as the number one breakout player in college football this season. Who's the second biggest breakout player for the Cougars this year? Jeremy, it's Dax Milne. Although I projected this. I knew that this would happen. Like I didn't know, but I really thought that he would jump into the limelight, and I think he has. Dax Milne's been the second. You think he has? Of course yes, he has. He has, Come on. right? I'm sorry, I'm still caught in the guise of uh, most underappreciated player in VOA football team. Yeah, it's absolutely him. Leads the team with 45 catches, 805 yards, six touchdowns. Those are astounding numbers. Like, at the end of the year, he will have been one of the top receivers, not on Brigham, but in the country, absolutely. Well, he's just had so many wow moments, too, within that, right? Yeah, a lot of long bombs. That matters. 49ers GM, as we move to the NFL, John Lynch, said there was a scout watching Zach Wilson at the Boise State game. In fact, Jeremy, I saw this very scout in the 49ers gear. Like he had all his merit badges across his chest? Absolutely. It said 49ers. (laughs) Is San Francisco a good, albeit potential fit for Zach Wilson? I love and hate this. I love it because, yes, another BYU quarterback with the Niners like Steve Young, that'd be awesome. I hate it because I don't want to root against Zach Wilson. I root against the Niners because Seahawks who are struggling right now. By the way, uh, you think the Niners scout was the only one there? Uh, no, they everyone's were, watching I'm, Zach Wilson right now. I said Everybody. this during the pregame show. I counted t- at least 29 NFL teams there watching Zach Everybody Wilson. Everybody was there. And other players in the yeah. game. There's, there are a number of Everyone has players. what's called a television. Well. Sure. Okay. How about some uh, Utah defection? What, what do you think of the – what's your answer to this? Oh, I, I think Zach is a great fit for any team in the NFL, really, other than – the New York Jets. I, I don't want Zach Wilson to go to the New York Jets. I would add Raiders, Browns, and I kind of want to add the Washington football team. I think those are dysfunctional organizations. Well, the Browns have a winning record, which is weird, right? That does not make you and a non And the Raiders are 6-3. and three. That's all nice right now. <laughs> nope, that's all nice right now. Don't put lipstick on a pig, a.k.a. the winning record, for one year. Okay. All right. Okay, at Glass Half Ute. 
I'm rooting for BYU the rest of the way, and I have no shame. At least I can watch football and cheer on a team with Twitter friends. Rise and shout. Make the state of Utah proud. Do we welcome this Ute fan with arms wide open? Yes, but I want you to sing arms wide with open. With arms wide open. That's better. Yes. Under the sunlight. <laughs> we love Creed, dude. We really yes. do. We play, play Creed, the Creed like song every other week. At Glass Half Ute, our <laughs> arms are collectively wide open, Welcome my friend. To this place. Welcome to I'll BYU Sports Nation. Hey. We love you. We embrace you. We commend you yeah, for making welcome. a very heroic decision. We've got a pair of these coming your way, bro. <laughs> Don't worry about reading your primary Blue rival. Goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. <laughs> All right, Jerem. Uh, speaking of the mighty Pac-12s, Colorado <laughs> Athletic Director Rick George Hi, Rick. said the following after the game against Arizona State was canceled. And things are Yesterday. dire at Arizona State. They, yeah. they might not play another game this season, seriously. He said, I will look at any and all options about us being able to play this weekend, November 21st. Should the Pac-12 and BYU look to potentially set a game up against amidst all the Pac-12 cancellations? Nebraska, is that you? Uh, that's what Colorado's doing right now. We, we want to play, play anybody. You're limited by the league you play in. There's some flexibility that BYU has in as an independent that uh, Colorado doesn't have in the Pac-12. No! They have too stringent of uh, rules. That's why Utah hasn't played yet. Yeah, Utah hasn't even played a game while 126 other Utah. FBS Division One teams have played a game. I want Utah to play. I yes. Feel it stinks. And Utah State has yet to show up for a game. That's <laughs> true. It's rough. It's true. It's rough, man. Okay, who did it better? Clay Brown, Mitch Matthews, or DeAndre Hopkins last night who Ooh. caught a Hail Mary for the Cardinals to beat the Bills? I, my jaw literally dropped when, De, when DeAndre Hopkins caught that ball from Kyler Murray. Like, that was amazing. Was Still. With my completely BYU bias, the more spectacular Hail Mary and scenario is Clay Brown from Jim McMahon. BYU was down 20 points with four minutes to go, and this punctuated the most improbable bull comeback in the history of the sport. Like, while I love the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins moment, regular season NFL game, not greater than bowl game win for BYU and Lavelle Edwards first. It belongs to Clay Brown. Yeah, context is the Hail Mary to Clay Brown. The catch itself is DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Because he went up and got it. The Mitch Matthews and Clay Brown ones, they were in the right spot and secured it, and that was incredible. All three plays incredible. But DeAndre Hopkins with his Jumpman gloves, people were like, dude, Jumpman's going to have a heyday with this. He outjumped Jordan Poyer. Three bills! Yes. Yeah, Jordan Poyer, Oregon State. Crazy. Really fun to watch. All right, today it was reported that all of March Madness will take place in a single location. Currently, they are looking at Indianapolis. What kind of impact will this have on the tournament, Jaron? It'll level it somewhat because uh, everyone's going to stay in this bubble. I would imagine you show up, and if you go to the National Championship game, that you're there for three and a half weeks. That's only the case for, what, two to four teams? So I, I like this idea. And I don't know that Indianapolis itself it's like just Indianapolis. Just make it Indiana. You bus. You go to, uh, you know, Hinklefield House or whatever, and you you play a game, and then you come back. Or if they're doing a bubble, there will be no fans, which I feel like legitimizes the field and evens things out even more. And the seating list will be true. We mentioned this from Joe Lenardi earlier. Like they're going to be able to seed legit from one to sixty-eight and place all those teams accordingly, rather than worry about locations. So I don't know that there will be much of a home court advantage anywhere, which I kind of like. Yeah, and maybe they push the fans up away enough to where it's like, yeah, we let you in, but you can't get close. I don't know. 
You can still bubble and do that. They're doing that in theory, you know. I guess the NBA didn't have, like, they brought in people from the outside. But right. I, families, we'll things. Maybe maybe it's just families yeah. and uh, players and coaches. It depends. Is, is Indiana Democratic or Republicans? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, the, the men's golf team signed Utah junior golfer of the year Tyson Shelley. Will he have more success than Jason Shelley did in college? One million percent yes, Jerem. <laughs> One million I'll, percent. I'll take yes, Alex. Yes. In fact, uh, he'll probably um, finish on a high as a junior and senior. Nice. Good for you. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Sarah Hampson was named to the Lisa Leslie Award watch list, honoring the nation's top center in women's basketball. What's the ceiling for Hampson and the women's team this season? Is that a height joke? Uh, Eight-foot ceiling, nine-foot upgrade ceiling? The ceiling is probably, what, like a Sweet 16-ish yes, kind of team? absolutely. Shayla Gonzalez is back. Paisley Johnson, Harding the eighth, uh, Sarah uh, Hampson. I mean, this team's good, man. They are loaded. They are experienced. And I think that they've been playing uh, and practicing around each other longer than most teams just because BYU has been ahead of the curve. California's like, wait, you've been practicing? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, they, play, they play majority teams. On the West Coast. I mean, yeah. Washington and Oregon have been in lockdown, too. It's an advantage for BYU. Yeah, we still have to figure out some of that with WCC, by the way. Whew. Coming up, who has BYU headed to a New Year's Six Bowl, and who does not? And what does Chris Sims think about the BYU guy? The BYU guy. Meaning Zach Wilson in the NFL draft. This is BYU Sports Nation. I thought you were the BYU guy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Free things are good, right, Spence? Oh, always. Yeah, free things, man. BYU TV app. If if we made you pay ten bucks for it, it's probably worth. It. But it's free. You can download <laughs> it, and watch the latest studio shows and classics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It may be free. Also free, right? Technically, they're watching it for free. Not free to us. No. Got to pay. This got. This all got to be paid for. <laughs> we, we've got to be paid at some point as well. Just kidding, we're. A lot of people feel like BYU is playing with free or house money based on where they are in the AP poll mm. and positioning for not just a New Year's Six, but maybe an outside shot of the college football playoff. That takes us to Cougars in the Rankings, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. We have talked for BYU's length. at cruising altitude. Yes, they are. We have yeah. talked at length that BYU... Holding steady, number eight AP poll, number eight in the coaches poll, S and P plus. They dropped the spot, Jerem, down to number seven from number six. Bill Connolly, does he, he hate? Does he hate know, the Cougars? No, he hates Cougars. <laughs> FPI at number twelve, Sagarin at number eleven. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about the steady numbers, not just in the AP and coaches poll, but in the other metrics that matter? In the men's basketball committee for March Madness. Tom Homel told us all about the nuances of net and quads, and they, they use some of these uh, rankings. We don't know what football does. They just kind of – I don't know what – do they use this stuff? Because if they look at Sagarin and FPI and SP+, blah, 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 then this matters, right? The point is that BYU is in the top 12. BYU is in the top 12. They're in a pretty good spot to make the New Year's. In all five. So, yeah, and, and that's the case. Are we ignoring one where they aren't in the top five that's major? I think we have all the major ones in there, right? I, because what you do is you ignore things that are inconvenient or don't fit your agenda generally. So I, I think that we are good here. We like to be as fair as possible. Granted, we see the world through the blue goggles. We get it. But, uh, yeah, so far so good. BYU uh, stays eight in the AP. Certainly that will influence the committee. I, I'd be shocked if the committee's like, no, no, BYU's 14th. 
in eight days. That's not going to happen. I don't think so. And I think it's fair to look at the aggregate of all of these numbers. Adding all of the Someone, five up, it's 46 divided by five. That's 9.2, okay? Someone does that with all the rankings, by the way. Ooh. Like, but it's yourmom.blogspot.com <laughs> has, like, a chance to get in that, which is an excellent. I think your mom does an excellent uh, block. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't give any credence to that. Like, that's what Bracket Matrix is for basketball. There's one for football, but I don't pay attention to it. Okay. Massey? No, no, no. What is it? I can't remember. Of the five that we think are the most credible, the average, the aggregate is 9.2 for BYU. Right. Top 10. Awesome. Let's yes. Go. It is fantastic. And that has led BYU to being primarily projected into a New Year's Six bowl game. Let's Not look everybody, at the though. Latest. Not everybody. It's just, <sighs> I don't know why. Jerry. Bill. <laughs> William. <laughs> ESPN. And uh, their top two projecting BYU into the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon. Mark Schlebaugh, Kyle Bonagura, College Football News, Fiesta Bowl, BYU against Oregon. Love it. The Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Orange Bowl against Miami. I don't think that's happening. You know exactly what that was. If you don't, you have no clue. (laughs) I don't think a game against Miami in the Orange Bowl is going to happen. I just don't think. Orange Bowl? It's SEC Big Ten versus ACC. What? That feels weird. And I know that there are stipulations that, well, it depends on which conference gets two teams in the playoff. Like Miami's playing in that game, maybe, right? Or Notre Dame Clemson. Hey, they may both be in the playoff, Notre Dame clubs. Hey, here's, where, here's where it gets interesting. Probably not. CBS Sports, Jerry Palm. Jerry, what are you doing, man? <laughs> the Armed Forces Bowl <laughs> against SMU. Jerry Face Palm. That's why. Why? That's that's your nickname now. Why? Jerry Face Palm. Like, does Jerry think that BYU is going to lose to San Diego State or drop Und- so much? Undefeated that- BYU goes to the Armed Forces Bowl. What? Can you imagine the disappointment? Then BYU would mail it in like they did in the 08 Vegas Bowl. Ugh. It's like, eh. Ugh. Well, we, we lost twice. We're 24-7 having- sports. Armed Forces Bowl against SMU. Are they looking at Jerry Palm's projections and then just retweeting? <laughs> <laughs> Sporting news. William Bender, Gasparilla versus Tulane. Is oh. Gasparilla Bowl even going to happen in oh, 2020? Gosh. Fill this room with gas. Uh, college sports madness. First responders versus Memphis. Can you imagine if BYU doesn't make a New Year's Six? We went from chatting about the college football playoff to playing in just a regular game, although we've been pretty spoiled with this year. It's been pretty awesome, right? But the last three years, like at least the Hawaii Bowl is in Hawaii. Yes. You know what I mean? And San Diego, before that, Poinsettia, 2017 was, 2018 was Potato Bowl, but, and they were cool, but uh, it was 18 for 18. It produced a perfect game. It was awesome, yeah. yeah. By the way, oh, Zach Wilson has won his last two games on the blue now. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes. The Armed Forces Tobi- Bowl. We're going to call him Tobias Funke. First responders, like what? what is happening here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, do well, I even well, want to know? Again, again, we just did what I said, which is if we don't like it or it's inconvenient, that we dismiss it. We just did that. We're like, hey, New Year's Six, that's good. The other one's, oh, you're garbage. We did the hey, same listen, thing. Listen, I'm throwing, I'm throwing the flag. You we still, I do. We still have those. I didn't, have we, throwing, we haven't, we haven't I'm busted these the out in like two years. I'm throwing the flag on yeah. Jerry Palm, Bill Jerry, Bender, Jerry anybody Palm. else that yeah. BYU in a New Year's Six. Jerry, just don't throw that at someone's face, mask. Good grief. Now to the Zach Wilson Heisman update, because we need to get into a better, I don't know, frame of mind here. <laughs> 
Strike that pose. It's time for another Wilson for Heisman update. All right, your boy Chris Sims of NBC Sports is buying into the, quote, BYU guy. <laughs> quote, the BYU guy has caught my eye. Chris, he has a name. And a blessing. He is a phenomenal thrower of the football. I don't even know his name. I just know him as BYU guy. But the talent's re- real. Did you write rule? And from everything I saw on TV, it looks like he's a first-round conversation, no doubt about it. Okay. Chris. Chris Sims. Zach Wilson. You're you're named after a video game. His name is Zach Wilson. His name is Zacharias F. Wilson. Please. It's his full name. I love that the show he was on quote-tweeted him with a laughing emoji saying, "Uh, it's Zach Wilson. It's Zach Wilson. (laughs) Like everybody but you knows. That's funny. Hey, climb aboard the hype train. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe Wheat. Put Chris Sims on the uh, There's forgiveness there. That's uh, we believe in that. Yeah, I threw the flag on a couple of guys for making weird bowl projections. Like I'll I'll wave off the penalty against Chris. There's Chris no, foul no foul. No foul on calling the play. him the BYU guy. No foul on the play. Uh, the <laughs> the throw is uncatchable. <laughs> Coming up, your responses to today's question of the day, and a special rise and shout out to a remarkable broadcaster. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. So download the podcast. You can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. It's time we revisit some more of your voice with our question of the day, did BYU's spot in the National College football conversation increase or decrease after the bye week? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ben Peterson on Instagram answers, increase. They keep talking about BYU in the playoffs. Still a conversation. As playoff? Long as, playoff. As long as BYU is undefeated, that will happen. That's the key. I'm telling you. People love donuts. They love to eat yes. them. And they love zero-loss teams. They love the fact that BYU is hopefully going to have played double-digit games, too. Yeah. I said this early in the season. I think the volume and the quality matter. BYU has enough quality, like Boise State and then maybe Houston. But it wasn't like nobody. Like when Hawaii won in 07, they didn't play anybody. You know what I mean? But at least BYU this year had like a ranked 34-point win on the road. Hopefully, Boise State climbs back in, which, by the way, Boise State just going crazy. Fox Sports tweets out, They're unbeatable in the blue! And uh, I think Kyle Griffiths quoted and said, "Uh, this is awkward. Zach Wilson just uh, (laughs) tweeted a hand-over-the-face emoji. Oh, oh dear. (laughs) Kyle Korth on Instagram says, (laughs) Increase. They kept comparing BYU to Cincinnati and other good teams. With all of the other top 10 teams that didn't play, BYU wasn't forgotten. Yeah, I don't think BYU will as long as BYU is undefeated. Uh, there, is, there is a little bit of danger, though, in that Wisconsin and Oregon, if they keep it going, perhaps BYU gets nudged a little bit. But who knows up top what happens. It's both sides around BYU, right? BYU needs to have its head on a swivel in the polls, if you will. You're looking up. And you're looking behind just to make sure you're good. All BYU can do is win out, though. If BYU's 10-0, they're going to be in the New Year's Six. I, am, I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. Yeah, and we will get an idea of where BYU stands in the 
college football playoff conversation on November 24th. So, An idea? We will know. We, so BYU fans are like, oh, go schedule a game. Get Colorado. Buy out North I, Alabama. I'm off that now. I'm off that now. I'm good. If I'm BYU good. comes in, and we don't think they will, at number 13 or 14 in the college football playoff rankings, then maybe that becomes a conversation. Perhaps. Oh, they got to do something else. Right. I don't think – we don't think that will be no, the case. No, I don't think so. I think yeah, they're a top 10 team. I, yes. And it might be 9 or 10. Who knows? Who knows? Caden Young on Instagram increased, I would say, because BYU now has a 25% chance to make the college football playoff, this according to ESPN. Yeah, it went up 2%. I have no comment on the percentage to get into the college football playoff. <laughs> I know a lot of people have a problem with Oregon at 30%, but they, would mean, be an und- they could be an undefeated, undefeated Power, power five, 5 team. Yeah, champ. Why wouldn't and they, they came be? into the season being projected as one of the best 10 teams in the country. Right, and they have a new quarterback. Is he a freshman? He's doing pretty well. I'm like casually watching the Ducks each every Saturday. Yeah. All right. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Joshua Crookston on Instagram says, BYU got fewer votes this week in the polls than last, so it decreased. But considering how everyone around BYU in the polls won this weekend and BYU didn't drop in the rankings, that's a win. Yeah, I don't know that everyone won. Several teams didn't play. Alabama did five, not play. Ohio State eight. did not play. and m Hanum did not play. Yeah. Clemson? Do they play? I don't think they play. Nope. Um, yeah. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. College Game Day tweeted out a uh, picture. It also made the show, I believe. Some BYU fans. Teams that are 8 now. BYU. That's it. That's the list. This is prior to Saturday's games. There are a couple other 8 no teams now. But yeah, BYU is in a unique spot. Donuts, baby. Donuts. And... My rise and shout-out, along with Jerem, combined effort on this one. Bill Marcroft, longtime University of Utah play-by-play man, a gentleman, highly respected mentor and broadcaster, passed away over the weekend. This man carries significant weight and nostalgia for so many people and listeners. This is the equivalent of when BYU fans lost Paul James. Yes, and those two for a long time calling the games, and they were both really good. Great friends. Thinking about the uh, Utah fans. Yes, uh, our best to the Marcroft family and, uh, yeah, to the Utah fans that are missing him. Our thanks to today's guest, Trevor Maddich. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, no time. Hello, Jerem. Conversation continues 24-7, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation.